we're back with the latest episode of Checking In. Andy and I discuss what we've been doing and what we've learned this past year of doing the show. And we're back with the newest episode of Checking In. And we're just going to get right to it. What have you been doing this past couple weeks, past couple months? So we really haven't been updating the listeners as to what we've been doing. Yeah. Well, I've been getting really cozy. We've been doing our HUGA programs. So we had a puzzle tournament. We had a great coffee program last night where we sampled some delicious coffee from Gross Point Coffee Roasters, and he showed us how to make pour-over coffee. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Yeah, and I've been, I got a lot of books out of the library. I think I have maybe 35 items checked out. Jeez, so if you're looking for a book, Andy's got it. <laughs> yeah, it's on my coffee table. Um, and I was reading, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned it before, a really um, depressing book about climate disaster called We Are the Weather by Jonathan Safran Foer. It's actually a good book, but not something to read but this is a this is a fiction at night. No, it's nonfiction. Oh, so he actually wrote a nonfiction book. Yes. Okay. He wrote another nonfiction book called Eating Animals about factory farms, mm-hmm. and then he did a book tour where he was like touting the benefits of being vegan, mm-hmm. and he said he was like eating hamburgers in the airport the whole time for comfort because he was going through like a stressful mm-hmm. time in his life. So this is about. Um, how if you can just eat a plant-based, the end result is if you eat a plant-based diet um, until dinner time every day, that's the most good you can individually do for climate change. Mm-hmm. So um, this is almost like a spiritual successor to yeah, like the sort first of. book, even though it's not directly related. It's just sort of like a yeah, like the next step in for his like veganism's good, right? But here's another reason why. Yes. This is good. So the first third of the book is um, about all the ways we should feel guilty for not doing anything about the climate crisis. And the second third of the book is about all the terrible climate crisis facts. Mm -hmm. And the third third of the book is about how you can help. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I was reading that, and the baby was up all night, and I was getting depressed. So I picked up some fluffy fiction... I got Good Riddance by Eleanor Lipman. She's written, like, a bunch of books. They call her the queen of the rom-com novel. They say she's, like, an expert at dialogue. I hated the book. <laughs> I oh. read the whole thing. It went very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it, ac- it did accomplish what you set it out for, though. You were looking yes. for fluff. You probably got, got fluff. And then, but then something I got that I really loved was a book of um, Nancy comics. Are you familiar with those? It's like a 100-year-old comic. Mm-hmm. It's this little girl with like a spiky round hair. Okay. She wears like, like a little a, red like dress. The, the newspaper comic. Yeah, and she's sassy. Well, and um, Olivia James took her over. She's like the from the predecessor who wrote for Nancy, and so now Nancy's very updated. She's mm-hmm. got a phone and. Um, so it's basically like she's in a robotics Reimagining of this yeah. classic character. And it was making me giggle out loud. I was making my husband read um, some of the comic strips. I was going to like make copies or find them online and cut them out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really uh, satisfying. Mm-hmm. And that's on my coffee table, but I will return it. 
because I finished it. We have librarians are very good about returning items yeah, on time. Yeah, sure, all the time. That's what I do. Yeah. And then I watched... Um, I watched Little Women, which I think I mentioned on the last podcast, and I loved it. I adored it. it. Bob Odenkirk being in it threw me off, but that's the only bad thing I have to say about it. I loved her interpretation of it. It was a beautiful movie. I love um, Sarcy Ronan, if that's her name. Yeah. I laughed. I cried. It was <clears throat> everything I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I watched, I haven't been watching that much TV um, I watched a documentary that we have here at the library called Bright Lights, and it was home videos of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Maybe like a couple years to a year before they both passed away, mm-hmm. and that was um, really sweet. They lived right next door to each other for 20 years and mm-hmm. were very close and um, loved each other very much, and so that was entertaining and kind of sad. And um, now. I th- they show clips of Debbie Reynolds' movies, and I've always been a big Carrie Fisher fan, but I've, mm-hmm. I've, I think I've only seen Singing in the Rain. Yeah. So I um, am getting from Mel the unsinkable Molly Brown and then The Tender Trap, which is a movie she did with Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. So that's my little yeah, point. Going on a little Debbie Reynolds kick. Their careers kind of mirror each other in an interesting way because Debbie Reynolds was like 19 years old when she did Singing in the Rain, and mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher was probably like 20 when she did Star Wars. So Yeah, and she was these, like 17 or 18 when she did, I think she was in... So both these what's people... That, yeah, Warren... What's his name movie? Warren Beatty? Yeah, she was in a Warren Beatty movie. Shampoo, maybe? I'm not sure if he... Where I don't he's know. like a hairdresser. Okay, it's just interesting that their careers both sort of started when they were both super young and yeah. these classic movies. And then, I don't know. And they both crazy. had a lot of turmoil, too. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And then they died within 24 hours of each other. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the new Star Wars movie, by the way? Speaking of Carrie Fisher. I haven't seen any of the oh, Star yeah, Wars movies. I think movies. you mentioned this before. Yeah, because, oh, I hadn't seen Die Hard. But so you, we've corrected but I, that. So Star Wars will be next. Star Wars will Maybe. be next. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've been reading a few few things. i got a few things in my in my bag. I read this short book called The Factory by Hiroku Oyamada. It's sort of like a, I don't know, I guess it's like Kafka-esque. It's like a really interesting book about this factory where all these people work and have different sort of types of jobs. And it definitely gives the impression that these people never leave the factory and that this oh. whole thing's created its own ecosystem and stuff. It's actually really cool. It's really short. Really quick read. I'd recommend that book if you're looking for something strange and interesting. And short. And short, because sometimes people don't have the time for, yeah. for a lot. You could probably finish that in a sitting if you really wanted to. I'm going to write it down. Um, and then I also read uh, the book Winners Take All by Amand Girahardaras. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. I probably butchered it. But it's a book about the exposing the philanthropy uh, industry about how philanthropists like to solve problems but don't recognize that they caused the problems in the first place. So it's sort of like a... And they're not changing the system. They're yeah, they're not changing the system. They're just trying to like make everybody feel good that they're like, hey, look what we did. But then like everything still is the same because the yeah. whole underlying systems are all are unchanged. So that was a really good book. 
Um, I recommend that if you just want to learn about something that you might not know about. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Last Poets. It's a book by Christine Otten, sort of like a book about like hip hop and everything, sort of like its foundations, but it's like more fiction. So it's like starting like these characters when they're young, and I think eventually like I'll see them like start making music because it's like interspersed with um, their history. But then like in between each chapter, there's like interviews with you know people that knew them as they did music and stuff so it's sort of like uh you know going back and forth between learning about how they grew up and then learning about what they did but that they did musically that kind of sounds like daisy jones in the six Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah so that's so far that's pretty good i'm about a fifth of the way through that book but so far i'm enjoying it um i have memory police in my bag oh we're gonna read that for a book club in april or may so maybe I'll join you for that. Yeah. And then I also have um, Permanent Record by Edward Snowden on my desk at work. So I'll be, re- I'll be busy for the next couple of weeks reading all these books, and I'll let you know how I feel about them down the road. Um, and I've also watched a couple of TV shows. I watched, I've been watching Hip Hop Evolution. That's on Netflix. Oh, like a companion to your... Well, that's that's why my, my wife actually recommended this book to me, because we did this weird Christmassy challenge. She's like, hey, let's recommend a book to each other. And I'm like, okay. And then I was watching this before, and she got me that book to sort of like go along with the stuff that I was oh, watching. Nice. So I've been watching that, and that's really interesting. I think even if you don't like hip-hop, I think just learning about the history of any type of cultural thing is pretty cool to see how the beginnings start and how it's evolved over time. So that's actually really cool to see that. And um, I'm watching the second season of Sex Education right now. Um, That's that's pretty good, too. It's a very honest portrayal of teenagers growing up. And that's on Netflix, right? They're both on Netflix. Everything I do is on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I did watch a lot of movies over (laughs) the course of my paternity leave and just lately I think I've just been on more of a movie kick lately which is good because I usually don't watch as many as I used to but I watched some of the movies I watched lately I watched Us that's Jordan Peele's follow up to Get Out oh right that was pretty good <coughs> not, not very scary so like even though it looks like it's a horror movie it is but it's not like terrifying or scary so if you're a little squeamish you'll be safe watching that movie I watched Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was a really good movie. Oh, I watched something with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I watched John Mulaney's Sack Lunch Bunch, and he was in that. That was so funny. Mm -hmm. That was very feel-good. Nightcrawler doesn't sound very (laughs) feel-good. Yeah, Nightcrawler is not feel-good. But it is, like, it is, uh, that's just an interesting movie to, like, see, you know, media, how media, capitalism, and kind of psychopaths all kind of go hand in hand and Jake Gyllenhaal does a really good job in that movie oh, he like could you play a psychopath for sure you wouldn't think that he could bring it the way he does based on maybe his filmography especially if you're not used to seeing him in a lot of things but it was really good he carried that movie on the weight of his shoulders and he did a very good job and I finally got around to seeing Crazy Rich Asians oh isn't that be- it's a really pretty movie yeah it's really good it was shot really well it was pretty cool I, I think it's, you know, for the most part, it's a pretty standard issue, yeah. like, movie, but I guess... and Story-wise. It, the story-wise, it's pretty tropey, most likely. But it's probably good to get the representation on screen to see to see that, even though I didn't really... 
Yeah. But, like, was, as I was watching, I was like, uh, you like, know what's going to happen. Gonna happen. Yeah. But it was a, it was a landmark movie, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a novel. It was a yeah. novel for the cast and for yeah. the beauty, but not for the plot, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a couple other movies. Um, Brittany Runs a Marathon. Did you like that? That wasn't too bad, actually. That was on, I think Amazon produced it, so we were just watching it. Someone mentioned it was good, and I'm like, I'll watch it. So that's just a, no, just a simple feel-good movie, just lounging on the couch type thing. And then I also watched Late Night. Um, I liked that, um, with um, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson are in that one about a late-night host's dwindling numbers trying to appeal to a different demographic. That was pretty good. Um, I also, I actually went to the movies the other day because I was off, and I watched, I went to go see Parasite, which was really good. A patron was just recommending that to because, me, and we have it at the library now. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to watch it forever, because I knew, I heard about it for a while, because it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, but it's hard to get outside, and especially some, a lot of these movies that are more artsy and foreign, like, don't show in mainstream theaters for the most part. So, but it's nominated for best. Yeah, it got nominated for a lot of awards, which definitely helps. I think it definitely helps that that exposure. More people want to watch it, which helped me because I don't. I didn't think I was going to get to see it until it got released on DVD. But that's a great movie. Yeah, I was so glad to have it recommended because I would never. Mm-hmm. Look at the title of a movie called Parasite and be like, "Well, oh, maybe that. What's that about?" <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Anybody that's listening should watch that movie. It's awesome. And anybody who you just watch Korean cinema because Korean cinema is actually very good. It's one of my favorite areas of making movies right now. And we have a big foreign film collection at the library. Mm-hmm. Yep, Japanese, Chinese, Danish, but Korean cinema. I'm not sure what it is, what you know drives their creativity, but they're just really. All the movies I've seen lately that have been foreign have been Korean films. Bringing it. Yep, they <laughs> they are bringing it. But that's sort of what I've been up to. There's more movies than I feel like I watched more movies this past month than I did all last year. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, what the change is. I think it's more maybe because there was a a dry spell in TV that I didn't think there's anything interesting to watch, or I'm just like I can watch a movie. Like I'll do this. This is fine. Yeah, I was sick. And remain sick. Um, I forgot. I binged all three seasons of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was excellent. And I love the Gilmore Girls, as you know, so there were a lot of um, nods to Gilmore Girls Is fans, it the same creator? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And there's a lot of the same, um, I don't want to say tropes, but like, mm-hmm. you know, a, an ex-husband that can't really get it right, but you still kind of want them to get together and like... Mm-hmm. Fastidious, wealthy, quirky parents, and like it's inter- those characters are still there, but in a completely different mm-hmm. setting in a different time. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because if it's like by the same creator as Gilmore Girls, and it does it feel like Gilmore Girls? They talk fast. Um, like, would you could would it could you say that if it's basically the same show, it just has a different time period? Like, it makes it makes it look different because it is interesting how creators sort of evolve, but it's interesting how critics and awards evolve because Gilmore Girls didn't, didn't get a lot of love. Yeah. And if this is like very similar comedy or just very similar style, but it just more, looks more period PC, yeah. usually that's what 
draws people in to think it's more prestigious than it actually might be. Right. So I'm just wondering if you feel that um, might be what's going on here. It's similar in, in um, style with the fast talking and the different groups of people that you sort of get quirky characters that you get attached to. Maybe they're there for half a season or something. Mm-hmm. And I think the Amy Sherman Palladino is exploring really similar themes, mm-hmm. but it's um, raunchier. Yeah. And it's a little more dramatic. Like in Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls, nothing really happens. And mm-hmm. the main character, Lorelai, isn't um, trying for greatness, really. She's Who's just the trying main to character? live her life. Is Lorelai the mom or Lorelai the kid? She's the mom. And she's okay. also very maternal in this show. Um, Mrs. Maisel, the main character, has two children and she is not maternal mm-hmm. um, at all. So there's differences, but um, mm-hmm. I can tell there's... I'm like going like, okay, that's Luke and that's Christopher. Mm-hmm. And Are there any characters that are on both shows, like cameos? Like, yep. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Did um, whatever his name come back yet? Um, who was whatever his name? The main guy. He was in Heroes, too. And I can't even think of his name. Oh, Jess. He's Jess from Gilmore Girls. No, he's he, not on there. He's not on there, yeah. But there's a fantastic... I don't know what his name is. Um, but there's a character in the show who is Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce is a character in the show, even though everybody else is made up. Mm-hmm. And he does such a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a famous, like, someone that's pretty recognizable. Lenny Bruce is a famous Well, no, no, the person that's playing oh, him. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I looked him up. I think he was on Dawson's Creek for a while, and I okay. think he dated Katie Holmes maybe before Tom. Yeah. That's, I feel like that show's been on my radar for so long. It just feels like that, even though it's probably been three years since it premiered, <laughs> it just feels like that, like a season of that show comes out, like, all the time. I'm like, yeah. How didn't they just release the second season they, and now like the third season's out? Oh, I think there was a while. In but it probably was a big gap. But I think just it comes on my radar so suddenly that I just feel like the last season just left my mind and like yeah. the new season's like here. I'm like, oh, didn't they just make this? It's fun to binge though because um, some of the episodes have a really different feel. Like some of the um, she's in show business on the show, so they'll spend a really long time just like looking at someone's act. Or they'll go mm-hmm. to a nightclub and there'll be a 10-minute scene that's just someone else, mm-hmm. random person singing a song at a nightclub before mm-hmm. they, like, go to what she's... So mm-hmm. I really liked it. I'll, I'll rewatch it, I think. It's a bummer because I was all set to quit Amazon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there's no other way you can get that show. Not yet. I don't mean, I, Amazon doesn't seem like they've released a lot of their shows they on don't. DVD. Yeah. There's Maybe, like, a handful, but... It's not really advantageous for them or Netflix to really do so. But I would buy, if there came like a box set of that show, I guess, I don't know, or DVD's going to go the way of VCRs, I don't know. I would like to own that show, Mm -hmm. as well as Little Women. Well, they will 100% release Little Women, but marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You just they have to pay not. for Amazon Prime forever to watch it. Maybe well, you could do a three-month three trial. Do, every- you could do a trial because you could just do the video subscription and not get the the separate Prime. Yeah. Like they, they roll everything into the Prime, but like they have a separate service for Prime Video. So if you really wanted to watch it, you could subscribe to a month or two and watch yeah. it and cancel it. Maybe I'll just do the free month and when I feel like binging it. You could, but you need a new email address to do that. Oh. I think. I shouldn't be admitting it. That's fine. 
Amazon's get Amazon's getting our money one way or the other. Yeah, that's true. Um, especially when even when you watch Netflix, you're using Amazon's web servers. Really? Mm-hmm. That's like how they make most of their money is their is their web server business because so many websites are hosted or reliant upon Amazon servers that it doesn't matter what you do. Even if you canceled um. Amazon and like never shopped on Amazon again, if you like the second you go online, you're most likely eventually you would be using Amazon web server. That's or like, if you're um, like Netflix, like if you want to watch Netflix, you're using Amazon yeah. still. That's like Nestle. They had that kerfuffle with the Great Lakes or whatever. They're taking mm-hmm. water out of our... So I was gonna um, looking into not buying any of their products, and it goes so deep. The, mm-hmm. um, brand, the my brand of mascara was owned by them, and mm-hmm. food items and just stuff I never would have thought of shampoo or mm-hmm. um, yeah, really it, deep. It's I guess if if you want to be an ethical consumer in twenty twenty, <laughs> it's it's very difficult. They touch on that in the good place. Um, well, that, that, that is, season, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of like that that whole argument that there's no ethical consumption yeah. under capitalism nowadays. I don't know if there, maybe there ever was, but now how it is, is there isn't because like the whole good place argument was that the best person that ever existed in modern times was still going to the bad place. Yeah, because everything he did was marked up like it came from a factory right had all these chemicals like stuff that he would never known about he'd live his life the exact way he thought he should live it and he still didn't accumulate enough yeah. points to get to the good place yeah I guess that's spoiler I guess it's, it's kind of spoilery but it just like wow it's such a good show you should have seen it already <laughs> <laughs> well that's how Annie feels <laughs> um so I, we'll take a break and when we get back we'll we're going to talk about our what we've learned in the past year of doing the podcast. And we're back. Uh, so it's been about a year, I think a little over a year since we started doing this. And we want to thank everybody who's been listening too much because we've been giving you the wrong email address <laughs> for comments and concerns. Thanks to everybody who's been writing a thanks for, ghost email address. Thanks for people who are writing an email that's undeliverable. Our actual email address is podcast at grosspointlibrary.org because that just makes so much sense. Um, so any comments, questions, we'd like to hear from you because... And we'll read them. And we'll read them. We'll read them on air if, you really, if you're comfortable and all that stuff because we're here for you guys. So we'd like to hear from you directly. So if you want to do that, we will get that email and we'll make a list and we'll read all this stuff on air. And if you have suggestions for mm-hmm. topics you want us to cover or or people, people you you'd talk like us to, to talk to because we do want to try to interview more people this year in general, like more staff that want to get on to get different perspective. Even if we can get non-staff members, like somebody that wants to come on, that would be cool. Sure. Like an author, or we've got a couple authors lined up. Okay. <coughs> local and non-local. Oh, non-local. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we just want to do that. Get some more more stories to use. I think a lot of people. I think at least remember some hearing people like when Shirley came on because she had an interesting stuff to to tell. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's other staff members or people that we could talk to that have 
interesting stories. Everyone's got an interesting story, even if you think it's boring. Interesting stories and interesting book tastes, if you get mm-hmm. um, tired of the yin and yang between what Matt and I read. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been doing some light reading since I had the baby. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. I have been doing a little bit more reading since the baby. And now that she's sleeping through the night, I can read a little bit more peacefully mm. and all that. But yeah, so anything in particular that you've learned in the past year about the process, about I learned life? I can post a podcast. I can't do it the right way the first time yet. But uh, I can do that. I've learned a little bit more about GarageBand, a tiny, tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written down some book suggestions. I think that's all I've learned. Okay. I'm sure I've learned more, but it hasn't kicked in yet. Mm-hmm. What about you? I've learned that I could teach someone how to use GarageBand, <laughs> I think, because the podcast was posted while I was on leave. Like two weeks late, like a couple days before you came back. But, you know, it still counts. <laughs> you still did You still did it. It's, it's hard to jump into something that looks foreign to you because there's a whole lot of stuff in this program that's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and all that. Um, I've learned a lot about you because mm-hmm. we didn't know each other very well at all. At all, Really, yeah. because I had just started, and that's mm-hmm. usually how it works. It's like, oh, this is a new person. Right, and we work at different branches, mm-hmm. and we have different staff meetings. Yeah, we're on separate teams, different branches. So the only time I get to see Annie really is when we do the podcast. Or whenever mm-hmm. I'm over at Central for a random meeting, I can yeah. stop by and say hi. But for the most part, every conversation we've had has been the through podcast. the podcast. <laughs> so you've seen our relationship blossom mm-hmm. in, this, in this year. So we could just change this podcast to just Matt gets to know Annie, <laughs> or Annie gets to know Matt, or Annie makes a friend. Yeah, I like that. Um, I guess that's sort of like what Conan's podcast is like. That's a good podcast. I've been listening to that lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Conan O'Brien's great. Yeah, he's really good. I like his sense of humor. He's good. I've been listening to a lot more podcasts since we started our podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always interesting to see, because like, we definitely are very low-fi, like low-production value. Like We're very simple, mm-hmm. which isn't like a bad thing. We don't have an editor. We don't have an well, we I edit the podcast, right. which is you know or I do the best producer, I can. Or I guess I should I do say. the best I can with you know the time and the resources that I have available to me. So I try to make the episodes as listenable as possible. Mm-hmm. Clean up some gaps here and there. Add the intro and outro music. And you've gotten really good at that too. Yeah. And we pick the right broom at we first. Yeah, we, we did. Sound, the fir- you could yep. hear traffic. Yeah, and the first the first podcast was in a very big room with a lot of feedback, and next to Vernier and Mac, which you could hear. You definitely could hear the cars. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to the first episode, you definitely could hear that. Um, I think we've probably gotten a little bit more polished over time. Yeah, it's like we sort of know the format, and just can keep talking about whatever. And both of us know enough about. Whatever, we could just keep the conversation going because it's not like you're reading X and Y and Z. It's like you're reading X. It's like, oh, we could sort of have a little side conversation about this. Yeah. And same with the movies and the music and we everything. Keep it loose. Mm-hmm. That's what we 
really wanted to keep it. We wanted to keep it very casual. Mm-hmm. And I think we've accomplished that. Yeah. I think, you know, we try to do a little bit, you know, shorter episodes if it calls for it. You know, maybe like stuff like stay on topic like last week or the two weeks ago we did the trends of the decade. That was a very concise episode about what yeah. we thought were the trends of the decade. I think we'd like to do more episodes like that where we don't necessarily talk about what we're doing, just talk about more big, big bigger picture things yeah. and stuff. And maybe we'll get another do person have, on the show to talk about that stuff as well. Do you have a goal for 2020 for the podcast? I don't know if I have a goal. I just want to, like, get better, you know, have interesting people on. Like I said, I like to get feedback from the community. I think, you yeah, know, that I'd would like be the... I'd like to get one email. I'd love to get ten. Yeah, that would be good to, like, hear from them and see what they like, even what they don't like. You know, that's the thing is, like, I'd rather know what's not working and then adjust than just assume that everything's working. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten a little bit of feedback. You know, it was from that survey that was out end of end of last year and it was very you know simple like yes or no answers type things and a little bit of feedback here and there so we've adjusted according to that but we'd like to hear more f- directly from the listeners as well maybe we could do a program on how to do your own podcast we could we definitely could it's it's very simple you don't need a lot to do a podcast in 2020 but you do need something really you just need a phone and yeah. a podcast account and an interesting topic Mm-hmm. Everything's interesting if you if you can talk about it. I mean, if you have a good voice, you can make anything interesting. I mean, everybody's lives are interesting in their own way. What's interest, interesting, I've said that word a lot, <laughs> but I was on the way into work listening to a podcast, and they were talking about Pokemon. And the creator of Pokemon created that game because when he was a kid and he was younger, collected bugs when he was a kid, and then he became a game developer, and he took his hobby of doing that and created a whole game based on it. Now that's like a billion dollar game. So it's just like, if you think your life is boring, it's like, probably isn't. Yeah, everything. Everything's interesting in how you apply it, how apply what you've learned, what your interests are, and everything. I mean, you won't necessarily make a billion dollar franchise, but it's still interesting to see where people have been (laughs) and where they end up. Um, Because a lot of those times, people's interests, you know, move on to interesting things. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I've got a thesaurus for next time. <laughs> that's, sort of how that's a goal. I, that's how I talk. <laughs> um, so podcast at girlspointlibrary.org. No. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about your goals for um, the 20 I just want to get some fee- some emails. Um, Do you want to like take over the recording and editing process? No. Nope, nope. Not a goal of yours? No. And I want to <laughs> interview some uh, more people. And I'd like to do another on-site podcast. I thought the ride-along was really fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can go to, like, the farmer's market or we can go to After Six on Kerchival or mm-hmm. um, do well, something fun. The After some- Six might be problematic because isn't there music? There'd just be, like, music in the background. Yeah, it's quite loud. Yeah. We'll figure something. We'll, we'll figure something out. We're going to be doing a lot more, um, I am, out and about this spring and early summer because... Um, the Ewald branch is closing for renovations for a couple months, so I'm just taking it on the road. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. We could we could live blog your your outreach experience, or you know, record on your on your go to wherever you're oh, going. Oh yeah, we could do it at pop up reference. Mm-hmm. If we do that again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of things, but if you have any ideas or suggestions, 
again, email us. Or a pat on the back. We take that, too. Yeah, we'll take a that. virtual pat on like the back. Like a high five. Not a real one, yeah. Like a high five in the community. Um, but, yeah, so with that, we will call that an episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, thanks for listening, and bye. <laughs>